This is the Forcecast. Welcome back to the Forcecast, everybody. This is the Forcecast for Sunday, April 10th. But if you've been following us on Apple Podcasts, plus an announcement about Spotify, you'll notice that we have ditched the time lapses, the time stamps, not time lapses, English. We have ditched the time stamp, date stamp on our episodes. This is a new era of the Forcecast where we're trying new things. Uh, And so we're going to be experimenting a lot between now and Star Wars Celebration next month. Uh, So stay tuned and pardon our dust. But we're the official podcast of TheForce.net. This is a news episode. So for all the latest news, go to TheForce.net to keep updated. uh, And we will talk about important news here on The Forcecast. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All of those links, you can search The Forcecast or you can go to Forcecast.net, our website, you can email the show forcecast at forcecast.net, and next week we'll be unveiling a new voicemail line that you can call in. And as always, you can use your iPhone or your Android device and send us a voice memo to forcecast at forcecast.net if you want to be heard that way. But like I said just a few seconds ago, this is a news episode. We haven't done one of these in a while. There's plenty of hot and heavy news between Star Wars Celebration and Obi-Wan Kenobi that I think we have to take the time and talk about these things. And I cannot do it alone. If this is your first time listening to the Forcecast, my name is Ryan. Joining me this week, two weeks in a row, Abraham Couch. What's up? Um, been watching a lot of uh, Lilo and Stitch, but uh, otherwise, uh, you know, pretty good. You know what? Shout out to you because you were actually right about a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Not just that a Vader series set in the uh, in the style of the Lilo and Stitch 2003 <laughs> animated series uh, would be cool. But also that there are other people out there listening. We heard from Brad uh, and some others saying that they love that show. So do you feel vindicated? That's right. I'm very vindicated. And in fact, I feel like I can rub it in your face that you were wrong. Can you? Do you feel remorseful? I do. For- I would actually like to apologize. Yeah. Okay, good. To uh, Who am I apologizing to? <laughs> Me? <laughs> you know, this is not a joke, and I don't want to reveal this person um, by name in case they choose not to, because they might come on the show. But a uh, a true story, a celebrity, uh, what would you call this person, a famous actor? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Reached out, and this is not a joke, this is not a joke, uh, reached out and followed us on Twitter and sent a message uh, yesterday, that said uh, that he or she uh, f- likes the show and uh, glad to see that we're back and uh, felt compelled to reach out. And so I thought to myself, okay, this person's been listening to the show. Who knows how long? The show's been around since 2006. And I thought, well, what was the last episode? And then it was you. And I thought, well, what's what yeah. was so good? And then I realized we talked 
out of everything, the most about the Lilo and Stitch animated series. And there's a chance, I would say likely, that this famous actor was so compelled after after hearing about the Lilo and Stitch animated series that he or she had to reach out and say, yeah, I'm with you. So, yeah. All kudos. Sure. I mean, the thing about it is, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing about it is, is that, um, you know, I, I, I know how to connect with the rich and famous I know how to connect with the Everman. I know how to connect with most people and it's through Lilo and stitch. Absolutely. There's Lilo and stitch is great divider. (laughs) It's, you know, in these divided times, Lilo and stitch is the one thing that brings us all together. And it has now gotten an hour's worth of, uh, mention on the forest guys the last two weeks. So, Welcome back to the Forcecast, <laughs> Abe Couch. Uh, we will be talking about two stories, uh, two hot and heavy stories that I think uh, that I'll talk about. And I think I'll, I'll lead off with this. Are you ready? Clear, clear out here for a second. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was, I, you know, it's no secret that 2021 was a rough year for the Forcecast. Uh, I said on the record that 2021 was a rougher year for me. Than it was than 2020 was, and uh, you know I, I I'll be honest I've I my passion for Star Wars uh, dipped a little bit uh, my my just I don't know it's like I watched everything that came out I watched Bad Batch and I watched The Mandalorian and I watched uh, Book of Boba Fett and I watched everything that came out late 2020 2021 all that stuff I watched anything that came out uh, the problem was that fandom i don't know just in general personal stuff whatever uh i wasn't a a, i i still am am trying to come to terms with how i feel about the rise of skywalker uh but i will say the last this will be the fifth force cast we've done in five weeks the last two months so february and march now that we're into april i have found that passion I guess again to where I started thinking about it and it really all started with the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer which we'll talk about tonight uh it started with that and I I started to think about it and I go you know what I and and hopefully you'll you'll see by by the energy tonight and by all the episodes we've been doing and 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 I feel passionate about the podcast again uh I just started thinking about how lucky we are as a Star Wars fan, to have all of this. And and I used to think it was kind of uh, losing its specialness, I guess, with all the content and with all of the fandom divides and fractures and and just it like the real world kind of bleeding into Star Wars a little bit because like there's a lot of real world politics and other things sort of bleeding into the fandom. And yet the last five weeks, I've just been diving back into Star Wars. I was watching the episode one documentary the beginning i watched that yesterday just because i felt like it uh i've been thinking about like dude the mandalorian's awesome the book of boba fett was great so i'm thinking about obi-wan kenobi i'm thinking about star wars celebration in a month and i'm just like you know what i am feeling back in love with star wars where i like kate was sending me ideas i think i'm gonna go ahead and get a star wars tattoo which if you would have told me that two months ago i was like i don't really want that you know I, i like star wars but how much is that really part of my life and i thought you know what I was at the gas station today. 
uh, use my BB-8 debit card. I'm like, you know what? I really, this is my favorite franchise and I should start acting like it again. And so that's what makes me so excited to talk about these new, this news. Do you even have anything to add to what I just said? I mean, I kind of think, I mean, I think I agree with you. I, I think that my fandom got kind of reignited a little bit. Um, probably like with the book above a fat, I mean, Mandalorian was awesome, but Mandalorian, I feel like um, it needed it, it. It was a lot to overcome. I, I, I don't want to. I, I hesitate to use the word disappointment with the 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 sequel trilogy, but just like the, I, I mean, disappointment is probably the right word. I just I hoped for a lot more. And so like there was, it was a lot of, it was overcoming that, you know, just like, okay, well, there's a lot of entertainment that comes at you constantly. I mean, Disney alone puts out enough entertainment to keep somebody occupied for a long time. So it's just, you know, it just didn't take the front seat like it used to. Um, and then I think kind of roundabout book of Boba Fett, I was, I was reignited. I, I, I'm excited about Obi-Wan, but I think I was excited about Star Wars kind of a little earlier than you were, probably right after the book of Boba Fett. You know, it was weird. I was sitting in the, you mentioned other entertainment. I was sitting in the theater for New uh, No Way Home, and I'm just like, man, this, this is what Star Wars used to make me feel like, but yet Rise of Skywalker, which was our last big theater adventure, I didn't feel like this at all where like I'm watching no way home and I'm like, dude, this is dream come true. Can't pinch yourself every moment, stand up and cheer. And I think about the last time I was in the theater for star Wars and I was like, I don't really know. I don't really know. And I think, and we're going to see this between now and then we'll get to it next month. Uh, and then after that, I think star Wars is going to find its footing again. But also I think that we, live in a dip like marvel it's almost like we expect them to put out a lot like i haven't even watched five seconds of moon Knight. um it, it doesn't even look that interesting to me but even if it did there's just so much that i just you know we're used to them having an onslaught but star wars has never done that before like ever never had an onslaught where you had so much going on so that's something we all still have to to grapple with too uh, but I, I realized that we should be happy about that. And then I realized that we maybe overanalyze coming from a podcast. that's real, real rich, but like we overanalyze things. Cause I'm watching the sequel. Tril I'm watching the prequel trilogy and I'm like, there's stuff in here that there's no way if George did these things today, that this would fly like, because fandom wouldn't allow it. And we'd fight about this. And then we'd argue about the plan and who's pulling the strings and this and that where we don't just watch the three movies that came out where we used to kind of do that. So I, my goal for the force cast and whatever new era and direction that we go is that we just get excited about it and focus less on like who the president is or what p producer said this or what person said that, or does this make sense or doesn't make sense? Like I was thinking about the prequels and I'm like, you know, a lot of people, I remember this conversation like vaguely but a lot of people were talking about like the Force Ghost thing. Like when Qui-Gon didn't fade away at episode one, all the fans were like, where'd he go? Because when Jedi die, they fade. Like, I don't understand. Why did Qui-Gon not fade away? Why are they doing this? And then it's like George was like, yeah, I'll get to explaining how Force Ghosts work. 
And then in episode three, he just threw a line in at the bottom of the, at the very end of the movie. Cause it's almost like he forgot. And we were just like, okay, that's fine. Well, we just don't really understand force ghosts where now if George did that, we'd be like, he didn't even explain force ghosts. I really wanted to learn more about force ghosts. How did Obi-Wan become, how, why didn't Qui-Gon become a force ghost? Where did Qui-Gon go? But we gave George a pass because we just were like, okay, this is the story they're going to tell. So there's going to be some stuff in Obi-Wan that I'm kind of like, I don't know if I know how I feel about this. But this is a story that they want to tell. And that doesn't mean you can't be like critical. But I, I do think that I watched The Rise of Skywalker way too harshly. Uh, and so when, when Kylo says the line, you know, you are a Palpatine, I roll my eyes. I'm like, bro, you know, it's like. I don't know. Anyways, the point is, I feel like I, I'm trying to recapture the way I used to feel about Star Wars, even before I podcasted, and I'm, I'm feeling really hyped. Uh, like, I used, I haven't bought a Star Wars t-shirt in probably since The Last Jedi came out. So, what's that, 2017? Five years? That's unheard of for me. I used to see Star Wars t-shirts at, at Target, Walmart, Kohl's, Old Navy, whatever, and lose my mind and go buy it. Like I have to have this. Now I go to Disney parks and I'm like, mm. and I just kind of don't even look at it. And I want to get back to the thing where I see a baby Yoda shirt. And I'm like, you know what? I want to wear that. Like I know everyone's wearing it, but I want to wear that. So this kind of derailed the whole opening, but I just wanted to get that off my chest and I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm feeling it. No, I agree. So are you ready for the first topic of tonight's? Oh wait, first off. So here comes first experiment. Are you ready? Yep. So I sent some stuff off to our voice guy, um, some packages for him to do, because I want to start putting more producing elements, more audio bits into this, okay? But he hasn't sent me the work back yet, so I had to do it. Are you ready to hear this? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm ready. This is going to be good. So I, I, I like so the news episodes we're gonna do are gonna be called Newsaramas now, right? Newsarama. That sounds good, right? That sounds exciting. Newsarama. Uh huh. All right. Well, here's the sound back for this. Here we go. <laughs> and now it's time for the news. For the news. What do you think? I mean, it's it's cool. I I, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to like it. The, the thing about the voiceover guy is you could separate his voice from like everything else and now it just sounds like like I don't know it, it, it's weird I mean it's cool though like I'm into it I'm into it keep going what, what, did you, you said play it again for sure <laughs> and now it's time for the news for the news I kind of, I like it. Yeah, it's a cool baseline, man. Yeah, it's a cool baseline. So when he sends me back, <laughs> when he sends me back his work, I should just delete it and use mine, right? Yeah, for sure. So it's, you, didn't, you didn't pay him already, did you? <laughs> no, no. Even if I did, okay, I would just yeah. eat that money. Yeah. Um, so it's time for the news, and that's gonna be the news sounder for. Uh, Oh, what's that? You said play it again? <laughs> of course. <laughs> and now it's time for the news. For the news. Okay. Right. The more I hear it, the more it's growing on me. 
now I love it. Now it's my favorite thing. Now you're, Don't ever change it. Now you know it's time for the news, you know? Uh, let's talk yeah. about the news, though, for real. <laughs> let's stop getting derailed. So <laughs> there's two main stories, and there's another music that I have to play, so I'm going to let this play out because I worked really hard on that. Uh, AKA, I put it together in about eight seconds before you logged on. Uh, so the two <laughs> news stories going on in Star Wars this week. Star Wars Celebration is taking place Memorial Day weekend next weekend in Anaheim. We haven't talked about this on the show since it was really the dates were announced because they hadn't said anything either. Um, so we just really didn't even know anything about it. Like I think there was up until we saw what Omicron did and didn't do and where we stand now. I don't even think Lucasfilm was confident this was going to happen. Like, I've poked around and asked, and they basically said, like, they waited to a certain point till the very last minute, and then when they realized it could happen, they started reaching out and grabbing guests and grabbing ideas. Uh, they knew it was in California, so they, they got lucky with that. Uh, but we will talk about Star Wars Celebration, the announcements. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi, we have, uh, I talked about it last week, it got moved two days later. It will now be Friday the 27th. Uh, two episodes are going to premiere uh, on that Friday instead of Wednesday. Um, and so we will also have heard from Ewan where he kind of lets it slip about uh, some flashback scenes between him and Hayden Christensen. So first story, as much as I love that, uh, that music, let's switch to another song. First story of tonight. This is a remix version. This is cool in the gang, but uh, but remixed. Long leaded. You know what? There is not. It's it's late, so let's be clear. But there's not enough energy. Let's go. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Feeling it, baby. That's right. That's right. Star Wars celebration. Wow, this is getting loud. Star Wars celebration. Let's. You know what? I gotta work on this. Long intro. It's too loud, anyways. Star Wars Celebration is. Star Wars Celebration. uh, What's that? Newsarama? Is that what you said? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, So. Uh, Star Wars Celebration <laughs> Anaheim 2022 is coming to the Anaheim Convention Center May 26th to the 29th, 2022. Uh, it is announced. It is happening. All the rules have happened. Tickets for four days and for Friday are sold out, but you can go to the Star Wars Celebration Light, L-Y-T-E, um, page and buy people that are, are reselling their tickets. For those of you who do not know who are, or have not heard, and this would affect you, uh, yes, vaccinations are required to be shown at the door as well as masks are required to be wearing, be worn at this time. So obviously things can change at any time, um, but those are two rules. So in case you have not heard that and you're planning on going and you don't qualify for uh, the vaccination or if you don't, you know, you don't want to wear the mask, hey, whatever, uh, just keep that in mind if you do plan on going still. Um, and you might want to hurry because uh, hotels around the area are are starting to become fully booked but we have guest announcements exciting announcements we also have panel announcements that that are coming hot and heavy some that went this this went, went quickly from like ooh let's get that fourth stormtrooper from the commercial uh, Nissan did that was like the headlining guest <laughs> and then the first panel was like the food of the galaxy and like they broke down the recipes at Galaxy's Edge and then it quickly turned into actually 
maybe we'll go ahead and see John Favreau and maybe we'll go ahead and see John, uh, Dave Filoni and maybe we'll go ahead and, and uh, get some folks like Carl Weathers and uh, Giancarlo Esposito and, and some other people that are from the Mandalorian. So, uh, Abe, because you probably know nothing about this, uh, I'm going to speak to you and the audience. So, okay. We have a headline. It is four days, the 26th, the 27th, the 28th, and the 29th. It is Memorial Day weekend, which, again, they put it. Remember, remember in Orlando five years ago, they put it on Easter weekend? I'm like, dude, why? Or was that in, yeah. or was that in Chicago? That I, might have been Chicago. Maybe it was Chicago. Actually, I think it was. I can't remember. Either way, why they pick holiday weekends is beyond me, but it's okay. Uh, and so here is uh, some of. What's that? Memorial Day is kind of like a, you know, it's not a real holiday. I mean, it's a real, it's a real holiday. But my point is, is like, I think it's okay to like go to Sarge celebration on Memorial Day. No, I mean, I wasn't gonna do anything anyways. It's not like we have. I mean, we don't. Right. I don't. I don't do much anyways. I mean, I have the day off of work. Um, but it's just like it's more expensive to travel, so you're making plane tickets more expensive. Uh, and also it's like, you're also making right, right, me good, use good my, uh, my day off on this. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I mean, not even this, even though, I mean, I guess that's a point to them cause I don't have to use any time off cause I already have that Monday off. Uh, it is just kind of like, dude, it's not worth, it's not worth fighting over. It's just, no, like, I gotcha. Who, who thinks of these things? Um, yeah. So uh, there's been some announcements of who we have coming. Um, the first announcement, and this is an exciting announcement, and this is one that comes with a disclaimer. We are af- we are affiliated with Official Picks, but if, for those of you who have dealt with Tops, and no offense to Tops, they were a former sponsor of ours. We used to be friends with the the head of Star Wars brand at Tops, but he now works for a different company. Uh, but their autograph uh, workings at Star Wars Celebration has been nothing but panned the last two star wars celebrations so they took over in orlando and then chicago the orlando one they say was a complete mess uh and then the chicago one got better but it's still it's like they they'd never done an autograph hall at a major convention before and it showed and now exciting to announce that official picks who has done every star wars celebration ever up until 2017 is coming back so to be to be clear the people that own us and own the force.net uh, also own official picks, so this isn't necessarily an autograph for them. But when it's in the hands of official picks, you know they know what they're doing. So I personally have never gotten an autograph at a convention before. Uh, but I do know that official picks is still in the autograph game. Uh, a lot of these uh, Star Wars celebrities have dealt with them at other conventions and at Star Wars celebrations in the past, so there's some familiarity there. So you're going to see, for those of you who have been upset with the uh, autograph, uh, lines and the autograph process, the last two Star Wars celebrations, um, you will, you'll be happy to hear that we're back. Star that official picks is back, uh, in the autograph hall. And so it's going to be a lot more smooth. So that's announcement. Number one, Abe, I know you're pumped about that. Yep. Pumped. Yeah. Official picks forever uh, <laughs> for life, baby. Uh, and so here is, uh, like I said, there's a headlining panel for Thursday. There's a headlining panel for Saturday and there's a headlining panel for Sunday. Still not a headlining panel for uh, for Friday, but here are the announced guests. So we have announced guests that are doing autographs and photo ops. That is Amy Allen, who played Ayla Secura. Anthony Daniels, you might have heard of him. He played C-3PO. Ashley Eckstein, Ahsoka. Uh, you have Carrie Jones. And if that name doesn't sound familiar to you, 
This is the guy that played Black Chrysanthemum. So you remember the the Wookiee that was in the comics, and then he was in Book of Boba Fett. He is showing up uh, to do autograph uh, and photo op, which is pretty neat. Uh, Carl Weathers cool. will be there for autograph and uh, and photo op. Um, which who doesn't love Carl Weathers? Daniel Logan, uh, which I'm listen. This is not an insult, okay? But I think Daniel Logan has been at every convention that's ever existed since 2002. So I'm just asking, and this is a real question. So email me forcecast at forcecast.net. <laughs> if you're going and you're trying to get Daniel Logan's autograph at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, how have you not gotten it before? Because he's literally <laughs> like, I think, you know, <laughs> He's a really nice guy, though. Like, like if yeah, you can get your autograph or whatever. But he, I think he'll also just like hang out and talk with you too, like which is cool. Yeah, let me guess. You met him because he's been at every convention ever. Yes, <laughs> and at one point, I don't know what it's like now, but you know, it used to be like certain celebrities, like big ones, like Mark Hamill or Carrie Fisher, Harrison, well, Harrison Ford, but uh, have been behind a paywall to in order to get an autograph or. But the first few celebrations I went to, there were certain celebrities that were just kind of there. Yeah. And you could just walk right up to their table. Um, and Daniel Logan was always one of those guys. And he was always as nice as could be. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no, no. It's no insult to him at all. Yeah. It's just, anyways, well, props. Um, but maybe, like, you have a connection with him and you just want to say hi to him and, like, talk about your your previous interactions. Yeah, that everyone's had. Uh, <laughs> D. Bradley Baker, uh, he's the voice of every clone in the Clone Wars uh, and the Bad Batch and everything else. Um, uh, so the next, this one, you Abe, you're going to love this. N this guy, I've never heard of, but he gets the award for best name at Star Wars Celebration. Are you ready for this? Okay. He played Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi, which there was a few... Boba Fett, this must have been the stunt guy, maybe, because we all know, uh, rest in peace, uh, Jeremy Bullock uh, was yeah, exactly. was Boba Fett. Uh, there was a couple of stunt guys. This is, and the, and the winner for best name goes to Dickie Beer. <laughs> yes, so, Dickie Mr. Beer is my favorite Boba Fett. <laughs> Mr. Beer will be there. Um, that'd be a hell of an autograph. Oh, honey, who did you get? Who, who signed that? Oh, Dickie Beer signed this one. So Dickie Beer will be, um, shout out, will be at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, that's an autograph. Now, that's a name I've not heard ever. Dickie Beer. He will, uh, he'll be there. So two Boba Fett's already. You got Daniel Logan and Dickie Beer. And then you've got Emily Swallow. Emily, let me re repeat that. Emily Swallow, who plays the, um, the armorer in The Mandalorian. Um, Giancarlo, tweet. Yes, Giancarlo Esposito playing Moff Gideon. Ian McDiarmid, everyone knows who that is. George Lucas's son, also known as Zet Jukasa from Episode 3. Jet Lucas will be there. Eunice Suamato, the new Chewie. Katie Sackhoff, friend of the show. Uh, we're working to possibly meet up and do another, do the third? Third interview for the Force cast, Katie Sackhoff. Um, Kevin Thompson, who plays Chub Bray, which I believe is an Ewok. He'll be there. Margo, oh, this is tough. Margo Ap Apostolos, who plays Tokat. Good. Yeah, for sure. Um, Michelle Good Eng, 
Michelle Ang, who is the voice of Omega and Bad Batch, she'll be there. Um, Omid Abtahi, who plays Dr. Pershing. So he's the cloner doctor from The Mandalorian, the guy that's always nervous and worried about getting shot. I love that guy. Uh-huh. Uh, you got Orly. This, they put the, I guess they put the difficult names at the end of this website. <laughs> Orly Shoshan, who plays Shakti from uh, Revenge of the Sith. Tim Rose, who's been, well, he was on Podcast 66, not this show. Tim Rose, Admiral Akbar. He's the original Admiral Akbar. He's coming to be there. And then the authors of The High Republic, Kevin Scott, Charles Soule, as, as you heard last week, big fans of The High Republic here. Kevin Scott, Charles Soule, Claudia Gray, Daniel Jose Older, uh, will, and Justina Ireland will be there. Uh, Doug Chang who is um, just God. I love Doug Chang. Uh, he'll be there. Steve Sansweet, friend of the show, uh, will be there. Rancho Obi-Wan will be there. Uh, and that is the announced guest so far. So no Mark Hamill, no Harrison Ford, no Ewan McGregor, no Hayden Christensen announced just yet, I would say, uh, to be patient. But what do you think about the guest list uh, announced so far, Abe? Um, just, I love Dickie Beer. I love Dickie beer. So um, we'll buy a beer to everybody who buys beer for Dickie beer. <laughs> right? I'd love to buy Dickie Can a beer. Can we agree to that right now? Yeah, I'd love to buy Dickie a beer. If you buy Dickie a beer, we'll buy you a beer. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I'm not joking. Now that I'm now that I, we're talking this out, I'm going to go get Dickie beer on the show. Uh, he's okay. going to be in the uh, like he'll be in the official picks autograph hall. I know the owner of official picks. All I got to do is send an email to my boss and say, listen, I know it's a gray area because they're there to do autographs and everything, but you've <laughs> got to get Mr. Beer over here on the show. Maybe he goes by Dick. I don't yeah. know. But either way, we got to get Dickie Beer on the show. So um, is is Dickie Beer enough to get you to possibly look into going to Anaheim last minute? Uh, Yeah, it is. I can't lie. Especially if you're going to buy me a beer, if I buy him a beer. So not only can you meet him, but then you've agreed to this. Yeah, for sure. This is actually goes to everyone listening to this. You buy Dickie a beer. We buy you a beer. We'll buy you two beers. Two beers. We'll buy you two beers. Two beers. Okay. So for every one beer you give Dickie a beer, we'll give you two beers. Is that two for one? Who's, who's saying no to this? All right. Well, now that we got that out of the way. Um, so here comes the interesting panel. Oh, this episode is brought to you by Amazon Music Unlimited. That's right. You guessed it. They're back. Jeff Bezos is back. He's back from space, and here he is to sponsor this episode. Also, exciting news about Amazon Music Unlimited. Guess what? They have podcasts. They have podcasts. You can find the Forcecast on there. Wow. Sold already, right? Enough said. If you would like to stream millions, maybe it's thousands. I should really remember that. But if you want to stream thousands upon thousands upon thousands of songs, your favorite songs, any genre, any style of music, soundtracks are on there as well. Just you think of music, it is on there, right? Like I've said before, I'm a big Frank Sinatra guy. Nobody like Frank Sinatra. I listen to him when I'm working out. I listen to him on my commute. And the way I do that, Amazon Music Unlimited. So if you want a free trial, because I don't just offer you ads, I give you something in return here on the Forcecast, because that's how we do. So 
go to getamazonmusic.com slash forcecast. That's getamazonmusic.com slash forcecast for a free trial. Check out Amazon Music Unlimited. It is really, really well priced for what you get. It's also on uh, Alexa-enabled devices. So you can say, hey, Alexa, play some Sinatra. And then all of a sudden, band kicks up and you're like, man, I'm so glad I went to getamazonmusic.com slash forcecast and got it. Please check it out. Uh, it's weird to shill for Amazon, but listen, it's they got a good they got a good service. What's that? Ding dong! Oh, they're at my front porch right now because Amazon rules. So I'm gonna pop a headphone in, listen to the Force Cast on Amazon Music, and then I'm gonna go play some Sinatra while I work out in the morning on Amazon Music Unlimited. So please check it out. Thank you to Amazon Music Unlimited for sponsoring this episode of the Force Cast. Hey, this is Freddie Prinze Jr., and you're listening to The Forcecast. That was fine, but here comes the uh, here comes the three headlines. Like I said, we got one for Thursday, we've got one for Saturday. We do not have one uh, for Friday just yet, but uh, here is the one for this one's interesting. Here's the one to kick this whole thing off on Thursday, Thursday, May 26. So here's the headline: Join Lucasfilm's filmmakers and special guests for a look at what's to come soon to a galaxy near you. Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022 will kick off with a panel that will be long remembered. Remembered says StarWars.com. Star Wars Celebration returns in May, launching with a must-see showcase that will kick off the weekend's festivities in the hyperdrive. On Thursday, May 26, Lucasfilm's current crop of live-action filmmakers will be joined by special guests to discuss many Star Wars adventures coming soon, including Obi-Wan Kenobi, Andor, and The Mandalorian. Um, and that is the panel description. So uh, it sounds like we are going. We, this it was announced that um, Filoni and Favreau are going to be there as well. So we know that Lucas. Film's current crop of live-action filmmakers, including special guests, will be discussing new Star Wars adventures coming soon, including Obi-Wan, Andor, and The Mandalorian. So, Abe, you hear that? What are your predictions? What do you th- What do you think? What would you, if you were sitting at this panel, what would you want to see? I mean, obviously, the 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 obvious answer is any sort of clips, trailers, footage, anything like that is the first thing you want to see from from the upcoming um, things. I mean, I. Um, you said it's it's next month, so uh, uh, Obi Wan will have already been released, correct? No, so actually, so I'm glad you brought, you meant you brought that up. So Obi Wan will have will at at original plan, the first episode will have dropped the day before this, but they announced last week that they're moving the release date to Friday the 27th. So this will be a day. This the the release. This will be a day before the release date now. So they're actually coinciding the release of Obi-Wan, the first two episodes, to premiere Friday while Star Wars Celebration is going on. That's that's interesting. I mean, I, I wonder if there'll be like a um, watch-along at at Celebration. Well, I mean, it, you know, because like Celebration in the past have, has always been your first opportunity to see any kind of footage 
usually trailers, like any kind of trailer that would come out for any movie or anything else would first come out at Celebration, correct? Yeah. So that's what you're hoping for. So my only guess on that front is two things. We don't have a Friday panel announced yet. And so what would be perfect for that? A Obi-Wan panel where you get to watch the first two episodes on the biggest screen with the biggest speakers and then also maybe kicked off and introduced by Ewan McGregor. Or or the end of this panel, those people at Star Wars Celebration will get to watch the first two episodes a day early. So That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, because, like, you're right. I mean, you could watch it on Friday, and, yes, it would be probably one of the most epic experiences watching an episode of any Star Wars uh, television show. However, watching a day before seems more like what what you would get past. Because, like, you might get a trailer for Cassian Andor, right? Yeah, but I would think so. Once, and you will, I'm sure you will get something, at least some sort of footage. Um, but, you know, we're, we're in a new era, like you said, where we're going to get a lot more content than we've gotten in the past. Um but at the same time, it does feel like and maybe this is just coming from me, but the Star Wars name doesn't have necessarily the same draw it used to, uh, whereas Marvel does. Like Marvel still has that draw. You, you, a Marvel movie is released or a Marvel show is released and everybody's on edge uh, because Marvel has a direction they're headed. Whereas Star Wars now, it's just like, here's just a story. Like, do you, I mean, after watching Mandalorian and Boba Fett, do you have an idea of where the story's headed? You know what I mean? Do, do you see where the story's headed? That's what we need. I mean, that's what we yeah. need from Star Wars. I think... So my, my guess is, because they named that we're going to hear about Mandalorian, we're going to hear about Andor, we're going to hear about Obi-Wan. We know when Obi-Wan's coming out, literally will come out the next day. Andor's coming this year. My guess is quarter four. So anytime from September, October onwards. Um, but Andor is, is one that it's been shooting for a long time. Like that was announced a long before Obi-Wan. Like we've known about Andor for a long time and they went, they went to cameras before book of Boba Fett, before Obi-Wan Kenobi and before Mandalorian season three, or I mean before Mandalorian season two, like it was shooting before all of those things. And we still have not seen it. Uh, there was a lot of production rumors that Tony Gilroy had to be brought back in. It's actually rumored to be 12 episodes, which would be the longest live action season we've seen in star Wars history. So there's a lot going on with Andor, but I think they're getting ready to prep that to come out. Uh, probably will be the next show we see after Obi-Wan. So Mandalorian, what's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. I was going to say Mandalorian season three just finished filming a week ago. So now you look at Obi-Wan's coming out in May. I think Andor will come out in September, October. Mandalorian Season 3 should hit December. So you mentioned where's the story going to go. My guess is that we will do those three at the beginning of the panel. It'll go, let's talk about Obi-Wan since it's literally coming out tomorrow. Uh, let's go to Andor. Here's, a, here's the first trailer. Here's Diego Luna and the people that are making this show. And we learn more about it and when it takes place. So we see images. Then they bring out Filoni and Favreau and they go, Mandalorian season three. And they go, here's 
the release date. It'll come out this December. Here's a couple of shots from the set, like images, and here's some concept art. Here's where it's going. Everybody's mind blown. And then, because they just say including, they don't say only these three shows, my guess is they go, because Ahsoka's going to film within the next two weeks. They're going to start rolling cameras on the Ahsoka series, which ties in with Boba Fett and which ties in with Mandalorian. And I think they're going to let us know where this whole thing's building to. It's going to be the birth of Snoke. If you remember Mandalorian season two, that they're looking for clones and you heard overheard right. them. Uh, they're looking for, they're looking for a body that can take on Palpatine's clone. They have not said that full on, but you, we saw those like nasty body things in vats of liquid in season two of the Mandalorian. Right. We overheard a, uh, a calm call in Mandalorian season two, where they're talking about how test subjects are like rejecting or dying or whatever. So they're clearly setting up the origins of the first order and the new Republic on top of Mandalore. So I think we're going to get a direction on like, I think they're going to announce either a movie or they're going to announce something about where all these shows are going to lead to Ahsoka, Boba, Mando. Cause you know, Obi-Wan and Andor are different timelines, but I think we are going to get answers to that. I, I, I think we need to, because I mean, like book, Boba Fett, book of Boba Fett was fun, but at the, the, the last half of the book, book of Boba Fett was just like, okay, well, Boba Fett's not that important. We're actually headed in a direction and here's where we're going. And, and, and that was nice. It was nice to have a direction because, you know, that's what was, I think, discouraging about, you know, the sequel trilogy was that the direction was so convoluted. It didn't feel like the payoff was worth it at the end. And I think that's what Star Wars needs. They need, they need a payoff. They need a payoff. And that's what I think we're, we're hopefully headed towards. Yeah, I think that, I think we do. I think we'll get some answers. Um, I think Boba Fett will be in season three of The Mandalorian. Because if you remember at the end of Book of Boba Fett, he's like, hey, we liberated this town. And he's like, yeah, I actually don't want to do this. So, hey, you robot guys with the motorcycles and you, know, you take over. See you later. So I think he'll he'll still play a role. So I think there's... There's also, you have to think about, it, they announced 11 Star Wars series over the next like right. five years, right. and yet we haven't heard about Lando. We haven't heard about the Acolyte. We haven't heard about the Droid Tale series that ILM was doing, this animated show. Uh, we haven't heard about, um, we have not heard about uh, Ahsoka. It was announced. Rangers of the New Republic. You know, is that still happening? We heard, we've heard both. It's getting canceled, but it's also still being worked on. So, all those shows they should give us some answers to. I think because uh, the way that they they word it, they worded it. It's it's um, it's join Lucasfilm's filmmakers and special guests for a look at what's coming soon to a galaxy near you. They also call it a panel that will be long remembered, uh, and it's it's kicking off the entire celebration. So um, that's just something to to keep in mind. So this panel will definitely be the one that I think is going to be the most newsworthy. Uh, the most, um, like, like s people have to know what they're talking about. Cause we're going to, like you said, we're going to get a lot of first looks and then it goes from there. Either we get an announcement soon that Friday they're going to have a, a Kenobi watch along with, or maybe right after the first two episodes, you and McGregor and Deborah Chow, who's directing the show and Hayden Christensen and, um, some of the other cast come out and talk about the first two episodes. That's a possibility. Like we watch it and then they come out and talk to us about it. Or at the end of this panel where they talk about what's look ahead, they'll go, hey, you want to watch Kenobi early? Yeah, the crowd goes crazy. And then the first two episodes hit. So I think that either one of those. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, I say all that, but then, you know, you know, the truth of the matter is 
Star Wars Celebration is sold out. So there's still obviously out there who are excited about it and and uh, hopeful for the future of Star Wars. And so that's that's what that's you know they need to play to those people. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what what we do here because if you noticed now there's there's some interesting wording in this because the thing we haven't talked about yet is what about movies, right? Because if you yeah. listen to the way they're wording it. Lucasfilm's filmmakers and special guests, um, right? Filmmakers, right. and I'm not saying that if you if you make television, and you're not a filmmaker. I mean, you are, but that term is typically used for like film, right? Film director. Yeah. Uh, if you look right. at StarWars.com, where I'm reading this off of, there are two different tabs you can click on. One says series, and one says films. So, like, it's when you use the term filmmaker, will we get some answers on? When are we going to see a Star Wars movie in the theaters ever again? Like, what's going on with Patty Jenkins and Rogue Squadron? What's going on with Taika Waititi? What's going on with Kevin Feige? What's going on with Ryan Johnson? What's going on with all these things you announced, and yet we've seen none of them? Uh, so that's something to to keep in mind, too. Will they talk about the movies? Will this be a hour-long, hour-and-a-half-long, two-hour-long panel where they just go ahead and lay it all out for us about what are we doing? Uh, I think it's needed, and it'd be nice to 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 see. So I'm hoping to hear more about movies too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, me too. So here's the Saturday kickoff panel. The makers of the Mandalorian are coming to Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022. Uh, the well, it's just, it just told me that our call is going to end in ten minutes. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's what it said to me too. Well, you know what? I don't think so. That's it. Play the newsarama sound. Uh, um, so here is uh, this panel this is Saturday's panel join John Favreau and Dave Filoni to talk about the Mandalorian it says get ready for a special conversation about the past the present and the future of the Disney Plus series the makers of the Mandalorian are coming to Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022 StarWars.com is excited to announce that the Mandalorian creator John Favreau and executive producer Dave Filoni will make their first Star Wars Celebration appearance since the premiere of the Disney Plus series the panel, called Mando Plus, a conversation with John Favreau and Dave Filoni, will take place on Saturday, May 28th, and feature the duo along with special guests and a look back and a look he- ahead for what's to come. So this one makes me think that the Mandalorian portion of of the panel we just got done talking about will be small, because then two days later they're going to do an entire panel about the Mandalorian itself. And there's an interesting reminder here that, you know, Mandalorian season one premiered late 2019. Uh, three months later, the world changed and we haven't actually heard or seen John Favreau, Dave Filoni on a convention panel or a Star Wars celebration panel uh, talk about it. So this will be their first con appearance uh, since that. So uh, what do you think about this panel? If you, if you were going to Star Wars celebration, Abe, which after Dickie beer, you probably are. Uh, what do you, or would this, is this a can't miss for you? I mean, I, I guess. And, and the only reason that it, I think it is, is because it tells me that cause Saturday is typically a pretty, like, that's a, that's a big day. I mean, that's the day that you're probably going to put a lot of your eggs in one basket. Right. I mean, if you're going to put your eggs in a basket, it'd be the Saturday basket. Right. Yeah. So that tells me that they're putting a lot of their attention and effort into Mandalorian which tells me that the payoff that I was talking about earlier probably is going to happen in the Mandalorian, right? 
the everything that else that comes out, casting Andor, Obi Wan, all that, probably is all going to tie in a way to the Mandalorian. Ultimately, yeah, that's what that tells me, anyway. Well, listen, I I think the Mandalorian is the thing that out of the Disney era is the most popular and beloved piece of content. Period. It's the one that even more than the Force Awakens. I was at a video game bar and they had a Mandalorian pinball machine. Um, not any other Star Wars pinball machine, but Mandalorian, which is crazy because that means that they're still creating pinball machines in 2021 or whatever it is. <laughs> but yeah, Mandalorian is, is is what people what people think of what what the what the generation Gen Z, if you will, is going to be. Our generation of Star Wars is Mandalorian. That generation of Star Wars is Mandalorian. It it is un like unbelievably, it is the one thing in, at least in Star Wars, that isn't divisive, like, like right. Like the Force Awakens was close. Let's be clear: the Force Awakens made two billion dollars, and, and the merchandising was insane, and the and the hype was was like unreal. And then the moment that ended, you kind of felt like, well, this will never happen again. This will never happen where we all gather around. We get the T-shirts, the con- that like the the big box stores dominated by it, like everything. And then this series comes along, and it's everywhere. And non-Star Wars fans love it, and everyone's talking about it. You go to the meat market, which does anybody go to the meat market anymore? Anyway, you go to the meat market, and the guy chopping the pork chops is like. Hey, Star Wars shirt. You seen the little green baby? You know, and you're like, what? What? This dude? And you're like, all right. Well, who's? You know, do you know? Do you know who Padme is? Never heard of her. But did you see the green baby? I don't know who this character is, but you know, that's kind of what happened in late 2019. Uh, everyone, and it's still like it didn't die down. Like Book of Boba Fett, say what you want, was a very small trimmer on social media and kind of it's like it was kind of there right like the episode was fine i loved the show right. but, but it was boba fett with a, in the desert with a lizard up his nose and then all of a sudden baby yoda and the mandalorian and luke skywalker and ahsoka showed up and it was like what you know and then it became like the talk of the town love it hate it whatever you think it the mandalorian is sort of the shining city on a hill for this franchise right now and it makes sense that they would make their own panel and uh you know Filoni and Favreau I I I went back and listened to um because I've been listening to old force cast and if you've noticed tonight I'm talking as slow as possible because there's a couple observations I made while listening to some old force cast and podcast 66 by the way sometimes it's it sounds like I snorted coke before we hit record because I (laughs) I was just like the micro machines guy. Like, I feel like the way I was talking was if I don't get every point I've ever thought of in my head out in this five minutes, I'll never get a chance to do it again. Well, you had to talk over Daniel who, who, you know, he can, he can keep a conversation going. (laughs) I had to, you know what? Now that you said that I had to get all those points out because if I didn't, the subject would have changed like that. So, um, anyways, that's not what I was talking about. What I was talking about was that, um, I I had predicted, and I'm tooting my own horn here. I had predicted that Favreau and Filoni. I think we were. This is off the heels of Star Wars Celebration, where we heard them talk. It was like, this will be the perfect partnership because John Favreau knows how to 
do all the technical stuff. Knows how to film make and write and craft live action like nobody's business. He know he's an actor, he's a producer, he's a writer, and he's a director. He's good at all four things. And he's good at using new technology like the volume. And he launched the MCU so he understands franchises. He is cut from the same cloth as the Spielbergs and the and the Lucases and the Coppolas. But he's his blind spot because J.J. Abrams is all of those things as well. But his blind spot is he's not a massive hardcore Star Wars fan within the actual lore and the animated series and the books and what George was getting at and the prequels and, and all those things. And Dave Filoni is. Dave Filoni literally, right. literally was trained on how to make Star Wars by George Lucas himself. And he'll be the last one forever to make Star Wars that has that distinction, right? Every new person that comes in was not handpicked and, and, and trained by George Lucas on how to make Star Wars. So you put those two things together, a man who's literally steeped in Star Wars, maybe more than George himself, uh, in Dave Filoni, and then a man who is such a crafty, uh, top of his, his game filmmaker and John Favreau, and you literally are seeing the fruits of that. And so those two on a panel for an hour, it's going to it's gonna go forever because neither of them will want to shut up. And Filoni will blow our minds and make us look at The Mandalorian in a way we haven't looked at yet. They're, they're going to tease some things where it's like, wait, what does that mean? And they're going to show some things. And uh, we're going to, I think, I think because at this point, a third season of a show, like you've been kind of mentioning, it's kind of make or break now. Where is this going to go? Is this going to be, how many seasons is it going to go? Where is it leading to? Where is it developing? You, the first season introducing them. The second season is developing, and then when you get to other shows, the third season's where like bleep starts to happen, like uh, threads start to close, or or they start to open up new doors. So it'll be interesting to hear them talk about season three. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's the uh, it's the payoff that we want. At least a glimpse of it. You know what I mean? Just yeah. something that shows us that they're headed somewhere. Yeah. And Felonia will be literally leaving the set of Ahsoka to come to this. So he might have his his head real wrapped up in that. So he might he might uh, he might be giving us some, some hints maybe there too. So f- the next panel for Sunday is StarWars.com says fall in with Star Wars: The Bad Batch at Star Wars Celebration. The creative forces behind the acclaimed animated series will headline a panel on the final day Sunday of Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022. The cavalry has arrived at Star Wars Celebration. On Sunday, May 29th, join host David Collins as he invites Star Wars The Bad Batch executive producers Brad Rao and Jen Corbett, who also serve as the supervising director and head writer, respectively. Story editor editor Matt Minkovitz and actors D. Bradley Baker and Michelle Eng, that's The Bad Batch and Omega voice actors, to discuss highlights from the first season as well as some exciting hints from what's to come in season two. Now, Abe, you like the Bad Batch, um, probably close to the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and everything else. What do you think about this panel? So I actually said earlier that I think the Mandalorian kind of um, reinvigorated my Star Wars passion. And I I think actually I was wrong. the, The Mandalorian kind of helped spark that fire. But ultimately, I think the thing that kind of took me over that edge again was was the bad batch i know you weren't a, you know the biggest fan of it but honestly i thought it was just super fun uh um just like no no, no um like the fact that it wasn't like you know it wasn't really headed towards some sort of big reveal 
was what I liked about it. I liked the simple playfulness of it. Um, so I'm actually really excited about it because I think it's the one thing in Star Wars that I'm really excited to go back into the well. Mandalorian I love, and I, I'll go back to that every single time. But until I start seeing a reveal, it doesn't, like, it's, the show is too heavy to not ultimately lead to something. Whereas, like, Bad Batch isn't. Like, it's enjoyable just on its own, and I that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, I, I will sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. What, what I'll say is that I, at first, was skeptical of this show, only because Clone Wars Season 7 was so awesome. And we were in the throes of the Mandalorian and the rise of Skywalker and all this really important, heavy stuff, as you said it. And then to pick of all the Star Wars spinoffs you could do out of the Clone Wars, you pick these guys. And I, to be fair, I, I had said I was not interested in these four at all. Five, six, seven, however many Bad Batch guys there are. Um, I was not <laughs> that interested in that arc. Like I watched it and I'm like, mm. it didn't, it's just like nothing was interesting to them to me about them. So a whole series, I was a little bit skeptical. And then by the end of season one, I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually kind of pissed that we haven't heard anything about season two. Like they, at first there were rumors that it was going to come in the yeah. slot that Obi-Wan did, but I had Lucasfilm animation like really kicked it up a notch in the bad batch. The Camino stuff. I was like emotional watching Camino and the cloning thing basically get destroyed because of like watching it during the prequels and not like I, I, yeah. I was really interested in crosshair uh, and I was really interested in all the stuff they were doing um, with I'm interested now in Omega so I'm fully on board with this show I, I like I said I'm a little bit pissed that we haven't even heard anything I'm happy that they're getting their own panel on Sunday it is kind of relegated to that last day where folks kind of already heading out or whatever the, the case may be. Um, but it, it is just a little like funny that, you know, we are, um, that we are not, we have not heard anything and I'm assuming it should come out this year. So what's the wait? But either way, I think this panel will be great. I love that Filoni's not on it because Filoni kind of created the show. He's kind of like a, he's kind of consulting, but He's. It's going to let these other people shine. Brad Rao and Jen Corbett, and um, and and not just focus on Filoni. Uh, let him focus on what he's working on, and let's hear from the people that are making this show day to day and where it's at. So I'm excited about this one. So, D. Bradley Baker is always a treat. So that's what we know. Let's play the music again. It's kind of loud though. Uh, that's what we know about Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022. Uh, what do you think? Will you be there? Will we see you there? No Force Cast booth. It's just me. No Daniel Barry. No Abe Couch. No Brad Jost. Just yours truly. Uh, if you remember our, I was actually listening to some of that. That's enough of this. That's. Uh, I was actually listening to some of this stuff from Chicago, which is arguably probably our best five day stretch of podcasting we've ever done. And uh, yeah, it's not gonna be anything like this. It's probably gonna be me. My drunk step uncle Terry, uh, that lives out there, and we're gonna. I'm gonna be like, he's gonna crack open a Bud Light and be like, "Hey, what do you think about the Bad Batch, eh?" And I'm gonna say, "You're <laughs> right, Terry. It is awesome. Another Bud Light, please." Is he? Is your uncle Terry? Is he, is he Canadian? No, he's he's Hawaiian. 
Ah, cool, cool. But I'm not, I'm not, uh, not really an accent guy. Eh? So, uh, hey, it's your old pal Terry. Eh? Um, yeah, Terry, though, shout out. Who thought? But anyways, we will see you, or we won't. Either way, announce those. We have had some emails and some Facebook questions. Will there be a streaming thing? I what last I heard is Lucasfilm is working to lock down a sponsor for their live streaming like they do every time. And that will be announced in the next couple of weeks. But we are a month away. Just a month away. Uh, it's a little bit over a month, obviously. We're looking at a month and three weeks. But it is a month away. Uh, and we will, Forcecast will be there with microphones, hanging out, uh, seeing what content and what kind of uh, trouble we can get ourselves into. And maybe after a, after hearing the guests and other things, like I said, you can go to the Star Wars. I'm going to look it up, actually. Let's, let's, see, let's see what happens. If I go to Star Wars, celeb- I'm Googling. Uh, this is a segment I like to call <laughs> Sour Celebration uh, 2022 Tickets Light. Because it's something called Light. Okay, so it's called the Light Ticket Exchange. So let's say you want to go, right? Because there's some people that, that by the time this thing was actually announced and uh, it, it and, and the vaccination and the mask and everything and people, whatever, it's not, none of my business. Um, but instead of going to like the eBay or that secondary market, um, it says here that you can go to uh, StarWarsCelebration.com, click on the light thing. You can request to try to reserve. So you can get a four-day ticket for $300. So not exactly cheap, but but this is actually the official resale. So a single-day ticket, like well, if you want to go, it looks like it's going to be, um, yeah, it looks like it'll cost you basically about 100 and something a piece. But if you want to get a four-day adult ticket, uh, you go to the reserve, the, the light thing you hit one. So I just hit one. It says it's $300. Uh, so that's less than a hundred dollars a day. Right. And you can buy yeah, it right now. Bad. You can buy it right now. So they are, um, they are free or free. They are available. If it was free, you know, <laughs> what a halo. Um, but they are available. If you go to the light ticket exchange, you can buy a four day ticket for, for $300. So it is sold out officially, but from the ticket exchange where people are reselling their tickets, instead of going to the resale market and paying five, six, seven, eight $800 off eBay, cause people are trying to make money off of it. Uh, there are really good fans that said, you know what? I can't go. I'll go through the official ticket exchange. Uh, and then that way, uh, you can, um, you can get a ticket that way. So it is not impossible to go if you still want to go. And we'll be there. And so will Dickie Beer. So that's it for the Star Wars it's Celebration part. So you can buy, you can still buy a ticket. That's the point. So Star Wars Celebration. I'll be there. The Force Cast will be there. Dickie Beer will be there. What else do you need? Enough said. Um, are you ready for the next part of the news? Yeah. I want to hear what's, what's what else is exciting. And new now exciting. it's plus, time I just want to hear that new- for the news. Your wish is granted. <laughs> so you know what you know what Star Wars celebrations in a month. You know what else is in a month? The next Star Wars live action series, the first Star Wars live action series not set. After Return of the Jedi, in fact, we're setting it between Revenge of the Sith, 10 years after that. So it's right smack dab in the middle of New Hope and Revenge of the Sith. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. We talked about the trailer when it came out with Brian Balance. Now we have some clips from Entertainment Weekly. Their last print issue uh, was Obi-Wan Kenobi, the preview. We talked about the pictures that we saw from the Inquisitor and everything else. 
and they released some audio or it was video but we have the audio uh, of the of the interview that they had in the issue where Ewan McGregor's talking about a couple things. Here is the first clip where Ewan talks about what kind of Obi-Wan Kenobi we're going to see at the beginning of this series. Here it is. So we find Obi-Wan at the beginning of our story uh, rather broken and faithless and uh, beaten, uh, somewhat given up. Well, it's different because of what's happened at, at the end of episode three with the Jedi, with Order 66 and the Jedi Order being um, slaughtered and everyone who survived going into hiding after dealing with his personal failure with Anakin, that he feels that he, the responsibility that, that he allowed Anakin to be tempted into, over to the dark side and that he, he wasn't able to stop that and that his teaching wasn't strong enough to be able to protect Anakin from that that um i think weighs obviously very heavily on him so we're gonna see an obi-wan that is beaten and broken and regretful over what happened with anakin you know what's funny is in the interview he talks about a costume uh that he put on to do a screen test with what he says are young actors so that's interesting we obviously know there's a young luke in this series is that who he's talking about or do we see another young kid anyways we'll talk about that later but uh, he talked about sort of it hit him in that moment when he was putting on these kind of like just generic Jedi clothes for the screen test. And it was in, in the volume for The Mandalorian uh, that he had came on set during season two shooting and they were testing. And he said the whole crew was just staring at him in silence. And he realized, I'm back as Obi-Wan. This is a real thing. And, you know, for me, this the reason why I think this series hit me so hard, uh, the, the, the trailer, is because... You know, the sequel trilogy, part of its hype is that the original trilogy kids, so the kids that were 8, 9, 10, even the kids like you who were, uh, who saw it maybe at 5, 6, 7 years old in the late 80s before there was prequels or before there was Timothy Zahn or any of that stuff, you know, seeing Luke Skywalker again or Han Solo again or Princess Leia again was a monumental thing you never thought would happen. And so that's why that trilogy mattered so much in the build-up and the, the 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 announcement of something called episode seven never felt real for me who at six years old saw ewan mcgregor in the phantom menace um and has been a star wars fan my whole life since this is honestly something i never thought would not only happen but be as well received as it was because you have to think my three star wars movies were hated on and were the butt of a million Star Wars jokes. And Lucasfilm themselves in 2012, 13, 14, and 15 showed no interest in playing to any sort of prequel love, right? No merchandise, no mentions in The Force Awakens, no, uh, you know, really they had canceled the Clone Wars. That was like the first thing they ever did. It was like they bought Lucasfilm, goodbye Clone Wars. Um, you know, they, there, there was nothing indicating that like the prequel kids were going to get love. It felt like the original trilogy kids were going to get all the love. And now to see that a series starring Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen would not only be announced, but be announced proudly. Like Kathleen Kennedy was talking about how excited she is that Hayden Christensen came back, that Ewan McGregor came back. And that ev this like the whole internet and culture and fandom and everything would just be excited. There's no 
crying about the prequels. There's no jokes about it. That's a day I never thought would come. Uh, but what's your... I'm obviously more excited than you are. Uh, not to say that you're not excited. But what is, what is your expectations on how you're thinking about coming into this series that's going to happen, happen in a month? I mean, actually, you're right, though. I, I, I wasn't... When, when they first announced the idea of an Obi-Wan Kenobi series, I was just like... My my, my I, I think I made the same comments that most people made, which is like, okay, so just some old guy in the desert just doing old guy crap in the desert, like that doesn't sound that interesting. But then when he's when once I saw that first trailer, I was like, you, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. A lot of people are wrong. There's actually a lot of story to tell there because you're right. I mean, it, it, I think he said it in the interview. He's a broken, beaten man who failed. He failed, and now. How is he going to pick himself back up again and get to a place where we see him where he's in New Hope? How are we going to get to that from that Obi-Wan Kenobi to Obi-Wan Kenobi and New Hope? And the idea that, like we saw in the trailer, that he leaves Tatooine, that it's somewhere in there he leaves Tatooine and, and actually goes out in search of whatever. I'm not, you know, we'll see what happens, but he goes out in search of something outside of Tatooine. It's just like, well, duh. I mean, obviously, this old guy just didn't sit in Tatooine for, you know, however many years, 19 years or whatever it is. So, you know, it 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 goes to show how um, how much story there is in Star Wars, how much direct how many directions they can go with so many different things. Same thing with casting Andor. I'm just like, what do I I don't need to know anything more about him. But you know what? The prob- I'll see a trailer and then I'll realize, oh, shoot, there's a lot that I'd like to know about him and how his story ties into the rest. So, yeah, initially wasn't too excited about it, but now I'm now I'm really excited about it, more than I was excited about Book of Boba Fett, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, that, wow, that's, yeah, this, this is, I think, above everything, the thing that I'm most excited for. Uh, and I don't know what could, I mean, the Ahsoka live action series, the more I think about it, Hayden's going to be in that. The more I think about that, the more I start to get excited, but still, I, I can't imagine anything currently yeah. that would be announced that has me more excited than about this. Only for the fact that this is the nostalgia play for me. This is the, like, it almost feels like vindication that the Star Wars that I really got me to be a fan those three movies because i saw the original trilogy beforehand i've got the i've got the 30 year old cup from the the special editions behind me so i saw those things but the the three movies that really translated to me that's what i feel vindicated about is like those were just as part of star wars as as the uh as the other ones right as everything else and that's what kind of speaks to me uh, about this and you know what's interesting about this is as a character study is yeah it's one thing to, that we knew he waited 20 years we know he waited 20 years sitting in the desert uh but what does that mean like at some there think about how long of a time 20 years is so not only did you fail but you're by yourself in a desolate planet there's got to be moments where you go this is a waste of time like i give up i cannot keep waiting 20 years because you know, Owen and Baru will also be in this series. We know Owen and Obi Wan don't get along, so I think it's 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 going to be interesting to see. Like twenty years is a long time to wait. He's been waiting ten years. Maybe we start out this series with him going, "This this isn't going to happen. This just isn't worth it." Like I'm out. You know, like I can't wait ten. And then something happens to make him go, 
you know what? I've, I made a commitment. I've got to fight through these next 10 years or nine years. Um, so that's going to be interesting. So here is, speaking of Hayden Christensen, here's the second clip. To see Hayden back in the role of Anakin. Well, it was sort of spine tingling. It was, um, it was amazing. It was just amazing to see Hayden, full stop. I mean, I'm so close with him. We've stayed in touch over the years, but we haven't seen each other for a long time. And as it got closer and closer to the shoot, and um, once Hayden was on board, he was in LA and we met. We, it was during the lockdown and we met in Santa Monica in a park and we both walked along with our masks on outdoors and we had this long catch up. It was so lovely. Like it had just been years since we actually saw each other, not for any reason other than just, you know, just locations and I was here and he was in Canada. And, but I love him so much and we have this very special bond of, of making two of the, those first three films together. And um, yeah, it was an important, it was so important for both of us, for our careers and for who we are. And um, so we had just so much to catch up on, life stuff and um, where we're at. And, and it was so lovely to see him again. And then to be on set with him again was, it was, it was just odd. It was oddly, it was like time hadn't happened or something. I really, I, I looked across at him and there's cam, you know, there's, we're on a set and I look over at him, he's Anakin now, I'm Obi-Wan now, and it's like nothing had happened. Like, I didn't see any age on his face. I didn't, I just felt like, we, yeah, we we just, like the the period of time between episode three and now just hadn't, didn't exist or something. It was so peculiar. So there it is, right? There's the, uh, there's him letting it slip, right? Because we all know that Hayden will be in the suit as Vader, at least some parts. Uh, but then you th- start to think about it and you go, okay, well, anyone, any massive giant can play Vader. Why does that? And if anything, Hayden Christensen being in the suit makes it worse for the production because he's not seven feet tall. He's actually like kind of skinny and doesn't really fit. He had to wear stilts in episode three, right? So why would you bring him back? It's not going to be his voice, right? Why would you bring him back? And we all assume, well, flashbacks, right? But they haven't confirmed it. And when they asked Hayden in this EW story, he just smiled and was like, I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. Um, but this, he let it slip, right? He says, I'm looking on set and I'm looking at him. And he's Anakin. I'm Obi-Wan. I don't see any aging on his face, which means you can see his face. So there's going to be flashback scenes. Um, that honestly, above Vader and Obi-Wan fighting again, above seeing Obi-Wan in the desert, young Luke, Owen, Baru, everything. A flashback scene with Hayden Christensen as Anakin again, almost a chance to to be redeemed in the eyes of people that don't like him and to for us that loved it, Hayden Christensen as Obi-Wan. Uh, that's honestly, it's, it's, you know, I'm a big Hayden Christensen fan. I think it's, it's a happy ending because Jake Lloyd didn't get that happy ending, right? Um, Ahmed Best has gotten somewhat of a happy ending, right? He got the standing ovation at the last celebration. He's got to voice Jar Jar in the Clone Wars. But this is like, this is a man who's going to get that happy ending. What What do you think about that clip we heard? And what do you think about Hayden coming back? No, I agree. I mean, uh, you know, I was one of those ones that, that, you know, I tried not to hold it against Hayden even then. You know, I think I was old enough to realize that, you know, he's just following the script. But it, it's not episode three. It's episode for me. It's episode two. There's I, I will say, episode two is my absolute least favorite Star Wars film, 
and it was it it you know there's just so many scenes between him and Padme that are just so cringy to me. Um, but again, I don't what did hold you it against say? him. Sorry, <laughs> and I don't hold it against him. And Episode Three is up there and and one of my favorite uh, Star Wars films of all time. So and and he did great in Episode Three. Um, you know, there were still some moments between him and Padme that were a little cringy, but for the most part, I, I liked his performance. And I think it's a good opportunity for him to kind of put those people like me, you know, in the right set of, you know, mindset, you know, put people like me in the mindset that like, there's, there's a story to tell there. Whether or not Aiden Christensen was the right person for the role, whether or not the script is right, whether or not any of that was right, there's a story to tell between him and Obi-Wan, and, I, and I'm excited about it. You turn her against me. So here's a clip that I think this is the right clip, and I looked it up on YouTube, so there's a chance this could be the wrong clip. But you know, there's a, there's a there's a thing I think you're gonna see in this in this series if there's a flashback scene and it's Hayden and they've kind of de-aged a little bit, which he's barely aged, so you don't have to do much. But um, maybe it's during the Clone Wars, whatever it might be. Uh, maybe it's a vision, right? Maybe it's Anakin. Maybe it's Vader having a vision that he never went down that path, right? Who knows? But you know, a lot of people wonder, like, because even the script necessarily wasn't necessarily the problem. It's like this weird speech pattern. Like, if you watch Hayden and other things and listen to him talk, he doesn't talk that way. It's the, right. I know, I know they're plotting against me, master. You know, it's like, what are you talking like that for? Um, and I think, and I let me let's listen to this clip. I think this is it. This is from a Japanese interview. Let's see if this is it. I thought, wow, I'm, I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> the 24-year-old Canadian wasn't even born when the original Star Wars came out. My first Star Wars experience was probably having my brother shoo me away from the Millennium Falcon that you know he had in our basement, uh, afraid I was going to break it or something. So do you remember when you first heard of Darth Vader and of the Star Wars movies? I... I I remember imitating Darth Vader before I remember having seen the films or really any knowledge of, of what they were about. I actually remember doing my best Darth Vader imitation to scare my little sister. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I was doing my best Darth Vader imitation from a very young age. Oh, tell us a little boy. Oh, he would love to do... Oh, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can embarrass myself that much. No, no, no. <laughs> push, push, push. Well, this is what I heard when you were uh, when you were eight years old. You used to use the Darth Vader voice and scare... Okay, this is not what I thought it was. But it's kind of useful because you can hear him talk, right? And he actually sounds a lot right. like Matt Lanter in a way. Like if you listen to him, it's... Matt Lanter sounds like Hayden when they just talk, right? So the point was, that's not the clip I was looking for. It was called Imitating Darth Vader. It's because in an interview, uh, Hayden Christensen tried to match the speech pattern of James Earl Jones in the original trilogy. So think about it. Vader in the original trilogy does kind of talk odd, right? Like, you are part of the Rebel Alliance. And, you know, he's like, Obi-Wan never told you, you know, what happened to your father, you know. So I think Hayden was trying to make that make sense and talk like James Earl Jones was instead of just saying the lines, instead of just being Anakin, right? Which is why the Anakin in The Clone Wars feels different right. but the same because it was like he just read the lines. He just So I think my guess is, and I played that because I think Deborah Chow 
and Lucasfilm and Kathy Kennedy and everybody that was on set are probably going, listen, you don't have to do that, right? <laughs> like, there's like I would be shocked if we get to a flashback scene, right. and and Hayden is like, no, Obi Wan, we need to get. Don't be, don't say that, Master. You know, I highly doubt. I think it'd be more like, now don't say that, Master, versus, now, Master, please. I'm looking, I'm trying as hard as I can, right? I I, I do think that makes the world a difference. <laughs> and if we go back to 2003 and 2002 and 2001 and we say, you don't have to try to match James Earl Jones, it's a completely different performance. Because I think the performance itself was awesome. The physicality, even the emotion, like you kind of felt it, the tear and the and the sadness. and the, the, Like his best work is when he's screaming, I hate you, while he's burning to a crisp, right? Because he's not imitating anybody's speech pattern. And I think that's going right. to I think that's going to be a game changer if he ditches that. And I hope that he does. Because I'm not going to lie. Like it, it is, when you rewatch it, you know, it, George has said it's kind of trying to match movies of the 30s, right? It's supposed to be kind of a throwback, and then he's trying to match James Earl Jones. So I get what they're coming from, but that doesn't necessarily mean it translates. I'm not I'm not so obsessed with the prequels that I can't see where people are like, you know, like, okay, dude, why is he talking like that? You know what I mean? But anyway, so Hayden, I'm just, I'm just excited for him to be an Obi-Wan. I'm excited that he's back in Ahsoka. More Hayden Christensen. I'm down. I'm Like, I'm, I'm up for it. So Yeah, I'm, I am too. Big time. So, that's really where we stand on Obi-Wan Kenobi. My guess, educated guess, uh, is that we will see another trailer before Celebration. Because by the time we get to Celebration, guess what? Um, Too late. (laughs) Yeah, the series is out. So, my guess is that what comes between now, uh, which is April 10th, and... May twenty uh, seventh when the when it premieres. What's kind of right smack dab in the middle? May the fourth. So my guess is that we will see another look at Obi Wan Kenobi uh, on May the fourth, and everything else because they have to do something for Star Wars Day, right? They always do little something. Last year, twenty twenty one, it was the Bad Batch premiere. They premiered the Bad Batch on May the fourth. This year, any kind of news or announcements they want to make. It's too close to Star Wars Celebration, so you spoil that. So what can you do to give the fans a little something? A look at Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I would guess, my educated guess, is that May the 4th we see another trailer. So I think that's a good guess. Yes. So the last piece of news, this is just real quick. So have you seen the first, the one, the, other, the sequel's coming out later this year, but have you seen Into the Spider-Verse, right? I have, yeah. Did you like it? I loved it. I'm I, so uh, for another story, but uh, I, I ended up. So we we all had um, COVID for Christmas, and it came out on Christmas Day, right? So I ended up going to a drive-in movie theater to watch wait, it. Wait, which wait, was wait, 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 hold on. Awesome. You're thinking of No Way Home, right? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I am thinking No Way Home. Spider Verse. Yes, I did. Animated. See- yes is the cartoon yes, yes with the two guys that were kicked off of yes um one of the star wars films lord and miller solo yeah uh, uh so yep Solo. no i did see that and that's great it's amazing yes so the only reason i ask is because uh a the co-director of that film is a man named peter ramsey 
And according to the Hollywood Reporter, okay, Peter Ramsey, who was the first black filmmaker to win the animated feature Oscar as director, so he was the director, so he won the Oscar for Into the Spider-Verse. They won the animated movie that year. He has been tapped to direct at least one episode of Ahsoka. And Hollywood Reporter says that shooting begins in Los Angeles later this month. Dave, so later in April, Dave Filoni is not is the um, showrunner, the executive producer, and he's writing every or most of every episode. Uh, he is writing at least every piece of episode. Um, Hollywood Reporter has has said that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in the series. A Ukrainian actress Ivana Sakno and Australian thespian Natasha Liu Bordizo are on the call sheet, as well as um, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker and Ray Stevenson as a mystery villain. Dave Filoni is writing the series and executive producing the series along with John Favreau. Ramsey was a storyboard artist on Fight Club and Men in Black, and then he went to animation where he directed Rise of the Guardians and co-directed Into the Spider-Verse. This will be his first live-action project as a director. So Peter Ramsey is directing at least one episode of Ahsoka, and shooting begins in the next three weeks. So, not much to add there, but what are you, are you excited awesome. about? Are you excited about the Ahsoka series? How about that? I think Ahsoka, if anything, is is where we'll actually get the payoff. If you ask, if if it was my, if I was a betting man, I would say Ahsoka would be where you get the payoff because Ahsoka is the only constant in all of Star Wars for the last, you know. Uh, 10 years Ahsoka has been the constant so if there's going to be one one thing for them to throw all their things into it would be Ahsoka if you ask it, that would be my guess if I were a betting man I would, don't disagree with that because you could have a possible Luke Skywalker Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Thrawn, Ezra Sabine uh, and more in this series so there is a lot and it'll be happening after Mandalorian season three, so whatever Mandalorian season three sets up, Ahsoka will be the very next thing we see after that. So if if Ahsoka wraps up shooting in about four to five months, which is usually about the runtime, so we'll get Obi Wan Kenobi in May, Andor in the fall, Mandalorian season three in the winter, Ahsoka in the spring of next year. So right after Mandalorian season three, there's Ahsoka. So yep, I don't have one that says this has been the news, but I do have this. And now it's time for the news. That's been the news. I want you to take the uh, the guy that you asked to do it. I want you to take his clip and I want you to just go ahead and throw it in the trash. I'm actually going to ask him if he could send that to throw it in the trash at gmail.com. <laughs> Don't send it to me. Just throw it away. So, what's that? Oh, what? Oh, I sorry, sorry, Abe. You were cutting out. I think you said one more time. And now it's time for the news. For the news. That is pretty sweet. Huh? Yeah. All right, let's get the let's hit the outro. Let's get out of here. Uh, and if you're listening, famous actor who reached out, you're welcome for this episode. <laughs> you're right. That's two bangers in a row, baby. 
This song is pretty sweet, though. It's good. Star Wars jazz. I love jazz. Let's hit the outro. And that'll do it for the Forcecast Newsorama edition. What's that? Play it one more. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not playing it. No, no, no. no. Ooh, finger slipped. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so thank, thank you all so much for listening to the Forcecast. Next week, we'll have a guest. I'm working to knock that uh, down. We'll also be talking more, uh, possibly, with official picks about what you can expect for Star Wars Celebration. We are now officially on the countdown to Star Wars Celebration, and I'm, I am so excited to see what's coming up. That was a little bit of news story about what's the latest with Celebration with Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, our friend Dickie Beer, Hayden Christensen, and so much more. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, what do you think about these things? Join the Forcecast Facebook group uh, where you can you can chat with us. Usually I'll put a post to say, what do you think about this or what do you think about that? Plus, random live video and other things on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, if, you're, if you're willing to brave that, go for it. We're also on Instagram at the Forcecast, and our website can be found at forcecast.com. If you would like some swag for Star Wars Celebration, get those orders in at the brand new, revamped, awesome quality ForceCastStore.com. That's ForceCastStore.com. And I think I've said enough this episode. Abe, any parting shots? This episode goes out to Dickie Beers, mostly. Um, But second off, goes out to the Lilo and Stitch cartoon. Um, What I want to see in my lifetime is a Lilo and Stitch cartoon Dickie Beers mashup. Mm. So. <laughs> you know what? That's all I'm saying. Big DB fans here. Real big. Yeah. Um, real big Dickie Beer. I feel like we're being mean, but I, like, I'm not being mean. No, it's an awesome name. I wish I had that name. <laughs> like, Dickie Beers? That's an awesome name. Yeah. Like, no joke. Um... I've never even heard of Dickie Beers, and I'm glad now that I do know about him. Yeah, he's got the best name of all time. And he, I mean, he played, uh, okay, it's like, imagine going, I played Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi. And they go, right. oh, that and sounds. Like, Ryan Dotto? Like, who Who cares? I know. Done, move on. And then you're like, also my name's Dickie Beard. And you'd be like, whoa, you know. Um... <laughs> So I'm going to reach out and see if he wants to come on the show. And that'll do it for the Force Cast. We'll see you guys next week. Shout out DB. Just imagine a 19-year-old Abe Couch sitting down after a hard day at work. (laughs) 
It's not that hard to imagine. No. It was real. The Forcecast is the official podcast of the Force.net, 